No way to stay warm, no port in any storm. We sailed with our flag unfurled for a sea route through the ice to the land of silk and spice right over the top of the world. The word went back with the whalers. There are leads through the pack to the west. And we, poor ignorant sailors, signed on for the ultimate quest For pride and a place in the story To puff up our chests and brag For the grog, the gold and the glory The captain, the crown and the flag No way to stay warm, no port in any storm with our flag unfurled For a sea route through the ice To the land of silk and spice Right over the top of the world We made the tip of Greenland Then battled Baffin Bay Beyond us lay a mean land with winter on its way We hunkered in that beachy We lost three men by spring Oh, the times were far from peachy, lads But we still had the strength and the spirit to sing No way to stay warm, no port in any storm We sailed with our flag unfurled to the land of silk and spice right over the top of the world Then died a noble notion No passage Boys, our ships we did forsake. In darkness did we stagger, in vain for a friendly coast. And gone was the sailor's swagger then, and the captain's courageous post. No way to stay warm, no board in any storm. We sailed with our flag on. Through the ice, to the land of 
tell the old tale With a frown and a shake of the head Of men who braved the cold gale And wound up lost and dead And some will mourn our mystery And may seek our scattered graves But we've all gone down in history, boys Like our battered ship beneath the great waves No way to stay warm, no port in any storm To sail with our flag unfurled For a sea route through the ice To the land of silk and spice Right over the top of the world No way to stay warm No port in any storm We sailed with our flag unfurled For a sea route through the ice To the land of silk and spice Right over the top of the world Right over the top of the world That's Canadian adventurer, writer, and miner of song, David Newland, with his band, Uncharted Waters, on No Way to Stay Warm, from his fifth album, Northbound, the Northwest Passage in Story and Song, a live collection of original songs based on David's travel in the Northwest Passage with Adventure Canada. Now, the new album was recorded live at Trinity United Church in Coburg, with David, his band, and a host of special guests. To learn more about the project, we're pleased to welcome David Newland to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us on the show today. Thanks for having me, Jen. It's always a pleasure. You know, I, I'm going to start off with the minor of song bit, because I know, as well as being a singer-songwriter, you also love to tell stories, and I guess that weaves everything together, does it? I think it does. I, I mean, I'm I'm a photographer, I'm a storyteller, I'm a writer, I'm a public speaker, I'm a musician, and I think what's at the heart of all of that is, is stories, and maybe what's at the heart of stories is, you know, relationships. So tell us about this new album. The album, as we mentioned, is entitled Northbound. It's actually a live show, I think, that you've been doing for a few years now, isn't it? Yes, I have. I've been, it's about three and a half years the show's been developing, the songs were mostly written around the beginning of that period. I've added a few on since then. But it was songs inspired by my travels in the Northwest Passage, augmented with uh, images from great photographers, a few of my own and, and a few from other folks I've traveled with, sometimes some video, and then uh, the, you know stories interspersed between the songs. So it's, it's quite a dynamic show. So we started out with No Way to Stay Warm, which uh, seems to be a song that's really driven by the the whole story of the Franklin expedition and you know the catastrophic way that ended. Yeah, and I thought that was a, I thought that was a good place to come into the story because for most southerners as I'm going to call us, you know, Canadians who do not live in the north, that's that's actually our entree into the story. When we think about the Northwest Passage, we think about Franklin. We may think about, about the Stan Rogers song, although it, it's not really about the Northwest Passage for, per se. It, it certainly mentions it as kind of a backdrop. And so 
that's where we enter this story. And it made sense to me to, to kind of use that classic narrative to bring people in. But then I subvert it in a way because our narrator in that song, one of Franklin's sailors, tells the true story of what happened to that expedition, which, which of course, is that it's, you know, it, it, it's unsuccessful, to say the very least. No one returns alive. Um, so we, right away, right off the top, we lose our narrator. We lose our familiar footing. You know, just, just like the narrator in uh, Long Black Veil, we're hearing the words of a ghost, right? Right, and and so um, I I like the fact that we've we've um, now we're on unsteady footing and uh, we we explore that a little bit. We get into this idea that um, you know maybe the the heroism isn't what it's all about, and I'm hoping that we then follow the trail into that, ultimately into connection with uh, Inuit communities and personalities that whose story in a way is there the whole time, right? And um, that we can discover that for ourselves. And I, I think in, in some ways it was probably the search for Franklin and, you know, his ships that probably provoked more understanding of the North, didn't it? I mean, it depends whose point of view. I mean, it, it's totally true. They say that in the search for Franklin, most of the Canadian Arctic was mapped. But it also depends where you stand in that story. If you're the Inuit, you've had an understanding of the Arctic the whole time. It's, it's your place. It's your homeland. It's where you've been. And I think, importantly, Inuit don't figure centrally in the stories that we as Southerners have received. So that's very fertile territory for a re-examination. So this is the, the first song on the album. Yeah. And I imagine it's probably, is it the first song in the live show too? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's. Um, we didn't used to do that when we started out because it's such a big song and and uh, you know has this this monster ending that it was a great um, it was a great way to end the show. But at a certain point, I realized that no, this is this is really a, a beginning song and um, and and there was I, I had to sort of make this sacrifice. You never want to you know you never want to uh, squander your home runs, so to speak. But it has been a very effective show opener because it, it, it is so energetic. And I think uh, people have responded to that really well. And I think it's a good opportunity for the band you assembled for for the, the album, I guess, and also for the release show we will talk about a little later. It's an opportunity for them to, to really show their chops as performers. I totally agree. And, you know, I built the band around these songs we've toured now for several years and i think that one of the things that we've done that's maybe maybe more subtle than the lyrical content is that we've found a, a musical language to tell these stories in um you know it's a it's a bit uh celtic and uk folk influenced but there are a lot of uh you know sort of global elements there are a lot of interest a lot of interesting instrumentation we use a lot of instruments not so much for their history but for the peculiarity of their sound like the nickel harpa or the illin pipes um and you know and then then my my songwriting i think is sort of from the the lyrical canadian folk school so we're putting some interesting elements together and you're absolutely right i think it's showcased on this song 
And, you know, this being your fifth album, did you find that it was actually a way for you to probably develop more? I mean, you mentioned that, you know, you're from the Canadian folk school, but, you know, some of the the music uh, that you've woven in this, and, and I think one or two of the players have definitely had more of that British feel. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Saskia Tompkins was, uh, was a British fiddler of the year at one point. Uh, Stefan Hannigan, who's her husband and uh, frequent musical collaborator, toured with Lorena McKennett. He played with Afro-Celt sound system. You know, he, he was on Chieftain's Records. So they absolutely are bringing those elements as well as some very strong global sounds. Um, and you hear a lot of that in the... I mean, Saskia plays the nickel harp. Uh, Stefan plays the illin pipes. But their son, Oshin, who's our percussionist, He's playing daf, he's playing cajon, as well as boron and, and, you know, other types of percussion. So there's some interesting things happening in the rhythm. And then our bass player, Sam Allison, whom a lot of people know as Lotus White from Shisham and Lotus and Son, he's got such a, a, a amazing grounding in American roots music um, that he kind of anchors the whole thing in that way. And so, yeah, there there are many, many different flavors. The truth is, though, I think even as a, you know, it's true. I you know, I would say I'm from the Gordon Lightfoot uh, influenced kind of school of Canadian songwriting, if you will. But even at that, you know, we all have big ears, right? Musicians are hmm. listening to all kinds of stuff. You, I, I don't know anybody who just listens to the, sort of their own genre. Right, right. Now this is a live album as well. Uh, you recorded it very close to where you live now in Coburg. Yeah. Uh, this must have felt very special. You know, it's your adopted home to be able to bring all of these wonderful people together to tell the story. But again, telling the story about a world that most of us will never get to see. It was super special. And, you know, part of what I'm, I, I really believe in a kind of, uh, you know, 100-mile diet, so to speak. And But, of course, as a musician, you know, you travel all over the place, and and, um, and my adventures have, have literally taken me to the ends of the earth. And so what do you do with that? Well, I think the least you can do is bring it home, and that's very, very important to me, to, to bring it home, to kind of plant seeds. Um, I have a community here. I've been living in, in Coburg for six and a half years, and this community has been kind in its embrace and so I felt this was something I could really do you know almost as a thanks but I, I think there's also you know there's something there's something special about working in a smaller place and the sense of geography is so important to me that it's almost this is like the bookend right you when you go way way out then you got to come a long way back. And when you're there, you really want to be there. Right, right. Yeah. I'd like to dip back into the album with another song that introduces some of the other people involved because there are a lot of people involved in this project. I mean, looking at the the list of the people who are on the music credits for, for this album, that would be our interview by the time we talked about their roles. <laughs> um, so right. But I'd like to play the, the song This Moment on the Sea because it includes some... Inuit throat singing and and involves some people that I know you've been working with a lot over the last few years. So tell us about this song and let's listen to it. Sure. Yeah, this moment on the sea, um, just, you know, in some ways it's the most personal song 
on the album because it's it's just me sort of writing an ode to how I feel when I'm when I'm driving a boat and in this case it's on the Arctic Ocean which is a pretty spectacular feeling I I drive zodiacs when I when I'm up in the Arctic uh, working with Adventure Canada it's an expedition travel company and so I'm driving this 18 foot rigid inflatable boat and it's a tremendous feeling of freedom I grew up driving boats on Georgian Bay and then I went and um you know did some uh did some kind of seaman stuff out in uh, British Columbia uh, as part of a program there. And, you know, paddlecraft are a big part of my life. So just the feeling of being on the water is very inspiring. In this song, I'm I'm talking about that feeling and also the feeling of getting to share something that's so incredible with 10 passengers who get into the boat and and you you just take them on this journey that, you know, you you can know on a given day that you're going to change people's lives and it's a powerful feeling. And the the throat singing that you allude to, that's my friends Linda and Heidi. Uh, They are an Inuit throat singing, cultural performing duo called Sikinip Kilauta, which means sun's drum. And that's that's a translation. It means what we call sun dogs, right? Those uh, kind of rainbow formations that you can see around the sun under certain atmospheric conditions. And they're a big part of my shows. As often as we can manage it, we get together. Um, and they they are featured artists in the Northbound show. It was really important to me that we center Inuit voices and kind of reflect the welcome that I've enjoyed in the Arctic. And they bring so much to that. You don't hear as much of them on the album, frankly, because a lot of what they do in the show is interactive. Like they're they are first of all throat singing is kind of a performance that is different every time because it's a competition and so you know it can last a short time or a long time depending who wins or loses when it breaks out into laughter but they also get the audience throat singing and they do a lot of explaining around the traditions the linguistic elements the 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 kudlik or stone lamp so that stuff doesn't make it to the album but you do hear them on Three tracks, and it's a it's a big contribution, and especially on this one, where they actually are imitating the sounds of birds, uh, seabirds, as we come into the track. Let's listen to that just now. This is David Newland and Uncharted Waters with this moment on the sea from his great new album Northbound, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. spirits cry roll the throttle and I'm flying free and is it just the wind that calls the teardrop to my eye never mind there's no one here to see just my zodiac and me in this moment on the sea Standing at the gangway, cameras in their hands Eager travelers wait impatiently 
keen as little kids to take that wild ride to the land. Climb aboard now, please step carefully. Come and ride my zodiac with me. In this moment on the sea, put me in the water and I'm breaking into song. Cause all I need is a burst of speed and a coast to ride along. Along the coast of Greenland Out among the ice Feels like you could touch eternity Oh yes, I'm going back again You don't have to ask me twice Trace my little trail across the sea and That's my zodiac and me In this moment on the sea my zodiac and me and we're free in this moment on the sea That's David Newland and Uncharted Waters with This Moment on the Sea from his wonderful new album, Northbound. David's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're chatting about the new album. It's a live album. It was recorded in Coburg. Uh, David will also be taking it out on tour across Canada. He's been touring this for, I think, three and a half years already. I'm going to put a, a shout out to his website now if you want to check out everything that's happening. I'm big on steering people to websites rather than just social media to get a lot more information about the things that I think you should be checking out. So head to davidnewland.com for everything to do with Northbound and all of the other things that he's involved with because you have been involved with Adventure Canada for a while now, haven't you? Yeah, this is my seventh year with Adventure Canada and um, I work with them year-round. I help with I think my title is brand ambassador, but I, I help with events and promotions and partnerships and connecting people together to, to do really interesting and fun stuff. And then on the ships in the summer, I'm an expedition host and a Zodiac driver and a performer. So it's it's been a really tremendous opportunity for me. I think a, a lot of musicians have, have day jobs that they keep quiet about. I know I've had a few, and you always feel like you're leaving your job to go change into your Superman suit in the phone booth. <laughs> but, um, in, you know, for the last uh, last six and a half years, things have really come together for me so that my my artistic and my professional careers 
are completely intertwined, and it's been a it's been a phenomenal opportunity. I've, I've uh, really had some tremendous chances to travel and, and to do things that I otherwise wouldn't have done, and it's all wound up in the music. Yeah, that that must feel really great for you because I know, as you mentioned, a lot of people don't like to mention the day job because it is so different from how people tend to think of them as a performer. So, uh, yeah, and for me, it's I mean, that's I, I I have the great gift that now they're not at odds with one another. I mean, you know, to the extent that a folk singer has a brand or an image or a public perception. Frankly, working with Adventure Canada has increased that for me. It's given me new reach. Um, you know, I, I meet people 200 at a time on board the ship, and I really get to know them, and they see me in my element, and they they see what I'm attempting to do, and, and, and we do things together. And also, you know, I, I want to be a part of the change. You know, Alex Sinclair from Tamarack told me a long time ago, and I've never forgotten this, he said, David, real folk singers have day jobs. And what he was talking about was not just what we were doing on a given day, but where folk music comes from. You know, it, it's only a very recent develop, development for very few people that musicians can depend on music for their full living. And so, you know, I don't, I don't mind at all saying that I'm in that tradition of people who work and write songs inspired by their work, people who travel and write songs inspired by their travel, you know, people who explore history and write songs inspired by that. That's that's folk work. And I think Adventure Canada is pretty respectful, isn't it, about the way that it interacts with the cultures that they're, you know, they're allowing uh, people from the South to, to explore? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the goal, certainly. I mean, and relationships are everything in every aspect of life. But, uh, you know, I was very impressed long before I ever worked there with the work that Adventure Canada was doing, the way that North and South uh, were being brought together in meaningful contexts, the way that Inuit stories were being centered, and their support for artists and the arts. I mean, I've had the privilege of traveling with the likes of you know Margaret Atwood or Ken McGugan or Michael Crummy, Lisa Moore, you know, all these great writers, and then the the, the, the painters and other artists who are aboard, the photographers, the musicians. I first knew about Adventure Canada through the work of Ian Tamblin, who's, who has done dozens of trips with them and was coming back with these albums, you know, really resonant with, with Northern sensibility and Northern longing. And, and um, I got the language of that in some ways from, from Ian. So I think, I think we do good work. Um, there's always more that one can do, and we really strive for that. But I, I, feel, I feel comfortable that that effort is constantly being made. And to be in an environment where you're the guest of, you know, these remarkable uh, Inuit folks who are our fellow staff and friends, it's a, it's a profound opportunity to learn and to help others be in a place to learn. And I take that pretty seriously. And I guess there's a good opportunity to talk to about to talk to people about the impacts of climate change on the Arctic. I, I, I'm curious as to your perspective on that, not on climate change specifically, but on it, the way it's affecting the life of the Inuit. Well, there's no question. I mean, climate change is more severe in the north. It's happening faster. It's happening uh, harder. It's it's hitting Inuit and other Arctic peoples first. 
and we definitely see evidence of that in in tons of ways. And yet, the, I think the, the the overarching issue, though, is that culture change precedes climate change and magnifies its effects. So for Inuit who have largely only lived in communities for the past 50, 60 years and are therefore you know, un- undergoing a really, really rapid transition from their traditional ways to very, very contemporary ways, the, the bigger issue has been the loss of culture, the threats to language, the, the kinship ties and all of that, and separation from from land, from country food, and so on. Climate change exacerbates all those things. But at the same time, you know, Inuit will will typically say, I've heard this many times, that they're very proud adapters. They have adapted all along. That's how they got where they are. And they intend to adapt to climate change as well. It's evident that we're not just going to halt it in its tracks tomorrow. But what they need to do that successfully and what everybody needs to do that successfully is healthy culture. And that's a challenge right now. And so anything we can do to support the robustness of Inuit culture, which isn't always just traditional, like, you know, it's a developing culture like all others. And a lot of that's very, very contemporary, but it's, it's got to be self-generated and it's got to, it's got to be done with sovereignty and agency and, um, you know, ownership of the resources and the decision-making processes, and it hasn't been. I'd like to dip back into the album with a fun song that actually I think is the first single from the album, and that's Musk Ox Stew, which I think talks about the the welcome that you get with mm-hmm. uh, from the Inuit. I wanted to give you a chance to, to talk about that before we play the song. Yeah, this song is... I, I kind of like it from a bunch of points of view. We did choose it as the single because it's, it's very hooky and catchy, and it also has, uh, you know, it has throat singing on there. It's got uh, jaw harp, which is actually has a bit of history in the Arctic as well. So there's actually two jaw harps on this song and the dueling fiddles and, and the rest of it. But it was inspired by you know, uh, there multiple times gone up into communities and, you know, you, you get toured around by your local guides and, and you see whatever there is to see and get to know some folks and, you usually wind up in a community center where there's a bit of a presentation and a welcome. And, you know, the elders are they're sitting there having lit the kudlik. You'll usually be welcomed by a dignitary or, or an elder. There's often some ai songs and throat songs. and Maybe you get a chance to see some traditional clothing. Arctic games are demonstrated. All these kind of local elements. And very often there's food. And if you're lucky, there's country food. So that's food that someone's gone out and hunted off the land or the water, and it, it could be seal, it could be caribou, and it could be a beluga whale or narwhal and ptarmigan, you name it. There's a lot of, a lot of things it could be. And on a particular day in, in Joe Haven, um, it was muskox stew. And what happened on that day, you know, amid the pervasive smell of this stuff, which was so delicious to eat, there was a there was a bit of a musical performance. There's a wonderful band up there called the Joa Band, and they were playing, uh, you know, kind of jigs and reels. Some of those having come over from Scotland with the Whalers way back in the 1800s. So that tradition's alive and well up there, and that that's that's really inspiring and interesting. And and so is the square dance tradition, which was also mm. brought by the Whalers. And so. 
at a certain point, kind of a square dance breaks out, and and there's everybody, you know, elbow to elbow and swinging around, and um, that was just so powerful to me that you know, on the one hand, it's it's a world that's totally different for us, and on the other hand, there are these elements that are from the stories that we've been telling all along, um, but they're maybe not the elements that we were thinking of, right? Um, and and there there are parts of our history together that I think deserve more focus and those places where we have managed to share more equitably and to connect with one another and to find welcome with one another are powerful. So the song is told in this, it's a kind of a mosaic. You hear multiple voices in the song. There's not a single narrator. And it's, it's, um, it's bits and pieces of what you might pick up on a busy day in an afternoon in a community like that from locals and visitors. Yeah, it's certainly a fun song. And, you know, I, I want to put a, a special mention out for the liner notes that you include with the album because you get the lyrics and you also get uh, through the narration that, that it takes place within the show because, remember, this is a live show, an opportunity to get that glimpse into to, to the lives of the people living in these communities. And I think that's wonderful. Let's listen to that now. This is David Newland and Uncharted Waters and Musk Ox Stew from his great new album, Northbound. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Musk Ox Stew Caribou Arctic char Matatu You better try little Wouldn't wanna be rude Traditional vittles Country food Muskox stew made for you Better try little The homemade muskox stew Games, if you wanna try arts and crafts, if you wanna buy Arctic life, what do people do? Well, we have our strife and our good times too. Muskox stew made for you. Better try a little of the homemade muskox. Singers sing and laugh Everybody wants to take a photograph Hey drum dancer, dance your song All the elders sing along Sing along Now hear them play Children running every which way And everyone together on the old gym floor And you dance and you swing and you dance some more Dance some more 
time to leave I wish it weren't so Ships away You gotta go You're gonna miss those kids And the elders too Miss that smell Muskox stew Muskox stew Made for you Better try a little With the homemade muskox stew Muskox stew Made for you Better try a little With the homemade muskox stew That's David Newland and Uncharted Waters with Musk Ox Stew from his new album, Northbound. David Newland's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, talking about the new live album that was released recently. I should say released recently because you had the show that you taped basically in Coburg, which took place, I think, in November. And strictly speaking, there is a big Toronto release taking place very shortly, isn't there? Yeah, April 26th, Friday, April 26th at Hughes Room Live in Toronto. Yeah, and I think that will be a show where there will be a few of the people that were involved in the project playing with you? Yeah, most of them. Uh, Not everybody, because uh, some folks had actually come down from the Arctic for that show, and some folks are on the road, but but my, my core band of Uncharted Waters, myself and four musicians, and Sikinip uh, Kilauta, Sun's drum, our Inuit throat singing collaborators, will be there. And also uh, Drew Gonzalez from Kobo Town, who joined us for a song, and uh, Alex Chung, who's in a bunch of different uh, ensembles. But he and I spent nine years in a band together called the McFlies, and so uh, we go back a long way. And uh, Alex will be there that night as well. So it's going to be a fun night. We're going to do the album sort of tip to toe. And remember, head to daviddoolin.com to get more details. There's all the links there as well. We'll also put them on our website. Now, this is a, a show that you have taken across Canada. I guess it's a show that also changes depending on where you're going, doesn't it? It totally does. I mean, I've done it on board the ship or in, I've done it in house concerts. I've done it in... I've actually performed... I'm, I'm frequently booked as a speaker, but sometimes people find out that I'm a musician and they decide to have me perform instead of speak. So I, I've done it at speaker series and, you know, all kinds of different places as a solo artist. And then sometimes I do it as a duo with, with Sam Allison, or sometimes it winds up being a trio of myself and the two throat singers. My preferred arrangement is with the, with the band and the throat singers and some special guests. But, you know, of course it varies on what you can do in terms of costs and so on. We've done a few iterations of this out in Calgary where I just fly in and I connect up with uh, local musicians and performers and speakers and we do a show that's totally unique for that place and that time and I like to do that too. So what happens now? This show, you know, is, is out there. I mean, you'll continue to tour it as often as people would like to hear you talk about it and sing about it? Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I know that there's, I got a lot of gigs ahead of me this summer, and some are still still being added to the calendar. Uh, I, I, there's a, a couple of festivals this summer, and you know some road time. I'll be doing a local release back in Coburg, and probably do a little mini tour out in uh, Alberta and BC in the fall. And 
often I have to be serendipitous because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably spend over a month on the ship this summer and, you know, there's, there's only so much a person can do, but I, I think we've continued to be welcomed and offered new opportunities for this project and it hasn't felt like the glow is off of it. I, I did wonder a little bit whether it, you know, we did get some bookings that were very clearly kind of a Canada 150 thing a couple of years back and okay, fine. But I think the relationship of Canadians to their own sense of Northern geography and history is always going to be interesting. And I think we're small scale enough that there will always be new people who haven't heard of us. It's not like we're we're getting a lot of mass media airplay or anything. So I think when the show rolls into town, there's always something that 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 is a hook for people. And I think we'll I think we'll play as long as the demand is there and I, I think that's gonna be a while. And I guess there's always the the fact that the show will change over time because you'll meet new people, you'll Maybe, you know, write new songs, new stories to tell? Yeah, I mean, in fact, I mean, thank you for saying that, because there's another album's worth of material already written, and I'm writing more songs all the time. So I could, I could literally put out Northbound 2 tomorrow, and I think it would be a really compelling record and have some, you know, um, some great material. I don't know that I'll do that, but <laughs> I, I could, you know. Well, certainly I think that anything we can do to try and educate the rest of us about our indigenous peoples and obviously not just talking about the people who live their lives up in the arctic i think is obviously a good thing because we're certainly living in an age where uh, people tend to need more education obviously the i think the education system is falling down a little bit i think we've all learned enough to know that we need to know a lot more and this is timely for that and i think in many ways i i it's an honor to be able to just share when you get your own eyes opened a little bit. You know, you want to be able to go out there and, and share that. And one of the things I like about folk music is that it's not strictly perceived as entertainment. I'm not sure that any music is ever actually just entertainment, but certainly folk music is right up front about the fact that you'll, you'll probably learn something and feel something. And uh, that's what we want to do. Well, look, it's been great to talk to you today. Remember, if you want to learn more about the music of David Newland and the Northbound Project, head to davidnewland.com. I'd like to finish with one more song from the album. And I really like this song because, it, to me, it kind of wraps things up, and that's Under Forever Skies. It's also a song that I think is is much more you than some of the other songs on the album. Mm. To me, it, it kind of wraps the context about how unique this area is and you know and and i think what you're achieving here is is allowing those of us who probably will never get there an opportunity to learn more about it so tell us a bit about this song gosh yeah now, I, you've got me you've got my mind reeling now when hearing that 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 song is more me because uh you know <laughs> i wonder what that means but you know I, i'm glad to hear you say that because i like to write from a sense of place and I often move forward from there, you know, and you start with the place and and then you tell the story in the place. But I think in this song, the place is the story. It's set in a place that's called Port Leopold, which is a very fanciful term. It's, an, it's not a port by any means. It's not a community. It's a bay. 
it's a bay um, on uh, on Somerset Island, right right in the central high Arctic. And if you go there in the summertime, what you'll see is these uh, expansive gravel beaches and there, and uh, several levels of raised beaches, which are evidence of isostatic rebound, like the land coming back up after the glaciers of receding. And and they are uh, they lead up to these high sedimentary, they're essentially low mountains or high hills of bare rock, and you can see the strata in the rock that, that am- amount to the ancient ocean floors of millions of years ago. It's very striking visually and quite barren to the southern eye. You know, there's no forest or anything like that. There's some tundra. There's incredible, exquisite little flowers down on the tundra. The area around has been sculpted by receding glaciers, so that that sort of bowl-shaped glacial valley is evident. There might be chunks of icebergs or even sea ice uh, just in the bay. And then there are things that you find on the land, and within within half a mile to a mile, some of the things you might find, well, you're bound to see this old shack that was a Hudson Bay trading post at one time and has then been abandoned. Next to that is a granite boulder, an accidental boulder, the only piece of granite for miles and miles around, and it's carved EI, 1848, so that was the men of the Enterprise and then the investigator looking for Franklin, who spent the winter at Port Leopold, bound in. Uh, up the beach a little bit, you'll find Thule houses, so the remains of, of stone houses that were occupied by the ancestors of the Inuit. Archaeologists call the Inuit pre-contact Thule. So those houses are still there, and the, the bones that held up the, the tent skins on top of those stone foundations are still there. You know, you could pretty near re-erect those houses and, and live in them. Uh, down the down the way a little bit is the part of the wreck of an old whaling ship, uh, and it, it's you you really see the whole scope of geological, glaciological, prehistorical, historical sweep of time, and there you are, a little group of people in your Gore-Tex jackets disappearing into this landscape. Um, and I just felt, you know, sort of how how awe-inspiring and how momentary the whole thing is, you know, the little blink of human existence, right? And um, and there's also a little shout-out in that song, this, this sort of folk trivia, I guess, Canadian folk trivia, but there's a, a white-faced jeer falcon that we sometimes see at Port Leopold. This is an amazing bird to see. Um, and uh, and it put me in mind of um, of an Ian Tamblin album called Gyre, where Ian is quoting uh, William but- Butler Yeats and the the Falcon, who uh, who in an ever widening gyre, eventually can no longer hear the voice of the falconer. And so that there, there, it's a subtle reference in a way, but I like it because it's something that Ian told me about before I went north, and I always kept it in mind. You know this danger that that at some point you no longer hear the falconer, and it's very powerful for me. Well, you know that's interesting you say that because when I read the lyrics for this and listened to the song, I think that's what I was going with. Going mm. with when I said that there was more you in the song. Mm. I love this verse: "The wind is wild, the ocean roars. We are specks upon the landing. Distant falcon swoops and soars. 
far beyond our understanding. And to me, I think that that really encapsulates what hopefully this project can do to try and give people more of an understanding of of a world that, as you mentioned, is so much bigger than that human world that we keep trying to keep control of. Mm, thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, it's that's sure where I land up, you know, when, when I'm in the Arctic, is, is uh, your tiny little individual self doesn't amount to much. If people want to learn more about Adventure Canada, there'll be people listening that would love to take a trip. How can they do that? AdventureCanada.com. Uh, all the trips are on the homepage there, and uh, there's some, some great places you can go in an expedition-style cruise vessel, a small ship uh, with, you know, noted, um, you know, local representatives and, and noted experts aboard. It's a, it's a pretty great way to immerse yourself in a location, for sure. David Newland, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. This is David Newland and Uncharted Waters with Under Forever Skies from his great new album, Northbound. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Jan. It's a real pleasure.
mountain looms the engine roar we are specks upon the landing a distant falcon swoops and soars far beyond our understanding see how that falcon flies into that great horizon